Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello and welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Last week, I hosted a full moon meditation, the first ever Your Chakra Coach online meditation like this, and I'm so grateful. I just want to say thank you to everyone who attended and to those who donated. It was a a really wonderful experience. I hope you thought so too, and uh, stay tuned here and on social media because I think we'll do more of those kinds of things. And feel free to invite your friends when we do. Let them know about the show, but also if they'd like to join us for any of the calls, all are welcome. Uh, If you're a member of the Patreon page, I'm going to post a recording of the meditation there for you to do on your own if you like, either at the next full moon or whenever feels right. Also, uh, check that Patreon page for a video I put up with a meditation technique you might not have heard of before, but one that has been really remarkable in my life the past few weeks. Um, That's all on the Patreon page, so you can look there if you are so moved. And remember that our next free chakra check-in call will be on Sunday, March 6th at 3 p.m. Eastern U.S., Uh, It's a chance for you to bring questions, to talk about what's being discussed on the podcast, and connect with me and other people who are doing the same kind of work that you are. It's interactive if you want it to be, uh, but there's always space to simply listen. Cameras on, cameras off. So check Instagram and Facebook for details or in the show notes for the link. This week, we're talking about what I've always thought to be my most problematic chakra, the throat chakra. It is located in your throat, naturally, associated with the color blue, sky blue, or or sometimes aqua, and it governs your right to express yourself, to speak, and to be heard. As a side note, Uh, I've decided not to think of this as my problematic chakra anymore. That kind of thinking was only serving to make it harder for me to do the work here. I do find that a lot of us feel challenged in this area. It's hard to express ourselves either because we're afraid or we think our opinions have no value or just conditioning from a society that thinks your voice, for whatever reason, isn't important women experience, this women of color in particular, and it's the role of a balanced, healthy throat chakra to help us overcome these narratives and get our ideas and experiences into the world authentically and with self-compassion. Now, I've done uh, half a dozen or more episodes on communication and expression in the throat chakra, and you're welcome to go back and listen to any and all of those that speak to you, if this is a place where you struggle. But today, today I want to talk about the opposite end of the throat chakra from speaking your truth, and that's silence. 
And yes, I'm aware of the irony that this is a podcast, an audio medium discussing silence. We're just, we're just going to have to accept that contradiction because 20 minutes of silence is probably not what you tuned in to get today. I recently went on a, a short trip, uh, a mini vacation by myself. And I've traveled alone before, but always to see somebody specific when I got to my destination. On this trip, I was going to another country where I don't know anyone to stay in a hotel alone and eat alone and try to figure out what to do with all my time alone. And I like alone time. I, I really love days when I have the whole house to myself, but this was different. And I wondered what on earth I was going to do for three days by myself. Would I be bored? Would I be embarrassed to go get dinner at a restaurant by myself or do activities by myself? I mean, at home, I have chores and, and pets and all kinds of things to keep me busy and occupied. I don't really have to think about being alone, even when I am, even when I'm enjoying it. So the prospect was making me a little nervous, but something happened after the first full day. I mean, I was able to do stuff, go hiking, look around, rest, and all that stuff. But I also realized at one point that it had been hours, like eight or nine hours since I'd spoken a word. I'd been existing in personal silence. Now, of course, the world around me wasn't silent. There were people and animals and traffic and the sounds of nature, but I myself had been silent. And it was amazing. There's a practice in a lot of religious and spiritual traditions of taking vows of silence or even just a day or two of silence once in a while. And I've always been interested in the idea, but it never seemed practical. You know, I need to communicate with people. I need to talk. I want to express myself and be heard and be understood, especially because it feels like for years, that basic human right wasn't respected, that I'd been silenced, or the expectation was that I'd change my self-expression to make others comfortable. It, it took me years to find my voice, and the idea of keeping quiet was awful. Think about your experience with self-expression. Does it come easily? And that expression could be creative, too. Did you love to draw or write poetry or sing as a child? And then somewhere along the way, someone told you or you started to believe you weren't good at those things. And so you quit, stifling your throat chakra and probably your sacral chakra too. When do we stop dancing and playing, moving our bodies creatively simply for the joy of it? Yeah, about the time someone tells us to hold still, that we're annoying or distracting. And our voices are considered second class. Study after study shows that teachers are more likely to call on male students, or that girls are told that they talk too much 
or that the subtle message, sometimes not so subtle, the subtle message of society is that we should be quiet and polite. If you're an adult female identifying person, have you ever had an idea at work ignored only to find that exact idea is celebrated when it comes from a man? I had this experience a few months ago and I was I was so upset, so upset. So this is the baggage, the emotional, societal, and cultural baggage I bring with me when I think about being silent. Or I suppose more accurately, being silenced. Because choosing silence and having silence forced upon us are two very different things, aren't they? When I sit in silent meditation, that is my choice. And I have a very specific reason for doing it. To quiet my own mind and hear my heart. To hear and understand myself better. And while that has been healing for all my chakras, I've found that my throat chakra has benefited enormously because of just that focus on listening and understanding, two responsibilities of the throat energy center. And no one is forcing me to meditate. In fact, I think by and large, society would prefer it if we didn't meditate. That might sound strange, but meditation gives you a very grounded sense of yourself, uh, a confidence in your own being and unshakableness that people can find very disturbing if they wish you would just go along with their expectations for you. A meditation practice, however you do it, makes you stand out energetically. And if your partner or coworkers or friends or family have ideas about who and what you should be that don't include that inner strength, it can make them uncomfortable. They might not know why they're uncomfortable, but this is in a lot of ways why our relationships can change when we embark on a spiritual journey. Anyway, so when I choose the silence of meditation, I'm finding my voice, listening to myself, but I don't meditate for eight or nine hours at a stretch. And that's how long I was silent on this trip, pretty much every day for four days. And I feel like it really changed something in me. I became hyper aware of my breath, the depth of it or the lack of depth at times, the cadence, whether it was easy or tight where into my body I was breathing. And we often think about following the breath during meditation, but this was just when I was walking around or sitting on a rock observing nature. And it it really did affect my presentness with the moment, which you read or hear about all the time that it does. But I mean, like so much of our chakra work and inner work, it just has to be experienced to be really understood. I don't generally have that much quiet time where I don't have a million things I want to do. So it was a big change for me. The physical rest that I took being away was healing, but it was my silence that was the most healing energetically. 
not being in a silent place, because I definitely wasn't, but not contributing to the noise of my life, not contributing to the noise in my own head. My personal silence opened space for my thoughts to become clearer. And when they were more clear, they were less automatic. Awareness of breath led to awareness of thought. And I had a moment to examine if those thoughts were the ones I wanted in my life. You may have heard me talk about choosing your thoughts before, and and (laughs) this was like a really long exploration of that concept. Our thoughts are the stories we tell ourselves, whether they're true or not. And these long stretches of silence gave me the opportunity to, to see what was happening in my head even more than usual. Sometimes I think we talk over our own thoughts, which might be fine sometimes if we're reprogramming our brains to think what we want. But so much of the time, we don't even know what our thoughts are. And my thoughts were largely about how I thought I should be doing something. You know, something productive, not just being, not just resting. My thoughts told me that those things weren't enough and that I wasn't enough unless I produced something to prove that I was enough. After all, I had all this free time, so I should fill it up with work or creating or recording a podcast or something. Do you ever have those kinds of thoughts? I mean, it isn't that I I was unaware that those thoughts existed in my head, but the throat chakra healing silence let me really explore them. Not where they came from, because uh, I know that mostly, and I'm not really sure that that matters anyway, but to explore how they make me feel, to notice the emotions that come up around them, and to feel uncomfortable without rushing to cover them up with talking or busy work. I had hours to notice the vibrations that came and went in my body as I contemplated myself. I mean, obviously, I had tons of other thoughts as well, and I was able to sit with them as they came up too. (laughs) And in case you thought that because I'm on this end of the podcast that I never feel uncomfortable or that I don't struggle with exactly the same things you do, let me assure you, that is not true. But when I settled in to do the work, for more time than I'd ever spent doing it at a stretch, it was intense. And the experience was, well, it was, it was also intense, but also interesting and amazing and even fun at a certain point. And you know what? When I did sit down to get some work done to be productive, when I felt motivated to do it and I wanted to do it, not because I thought I should, the work I did was easier and faster and more fulfilling, which isn't really surprising, but it does show that what we're doing here, working on our internal selves, our chakras, our energy, really does translate to the physical world. And in this case, It all stemmed from the silence, healing silence, chosen silence, throat chakra expanding silence, the inverse 
of what we think about when we think about the throat and expressing ourselves. Now, I don't know when I'll have that kind of opportunity again. Soon, I hope. I feel very motivated to plan another trip like that. And I'm, I'm sure that at least some point you were thinking, that's so nice for you, Sarah, but I have kids and a job and a busy life. I know you do. I know you do. We all do. And I'm not suggesting that you drop everything and head to a cabin in the woods to be quiet for three days. Although if you can do it, do it. You won't regret it. You might be uncomfortable, but you won't regret it. So let's think about ways that we can incorporate a little more silence into our lives. Silence that isn't filled with something. I love reading, but even that is a distraction from true silence, stillness, the chance to experience the space within. Aside from the root chakra, the throat is the place I think most people, especially women, have trauma and imbalance. And this silent retreat was easily the most healing thing I've done in a long time. Where can you find silence in your life? Can we actively look for ways to cultivate it? Find a few minutes, maybe first thing in the morning before the day gets hectic, or maybe a midday break would be a good time. It doesn't have to be a formal meditation process. In fact, let this be separate. Just living in silence might take some of the pressure off of the expectations we put on ourselves for meditation. Your mind can wander, but pay attention to where it goes. What do you find yourself thinking about? A to-do list? Okay. To a wish that something in your life was different. Okay. Notice that. But try to be aware of where you wander. Be present. Be quiet. Be still. You can notice your breath. Don't expect it to be peace and quiet. It might be. It might not be. My quiet was certainly not peaceful, at least not inside, not the first 10, 12, 15 hours, but it got more peaceful and maybe yours will as well. It will certainly be healing if you find that you struggle with your throat chakra. Let me know how it goes for you. Or if you find any ways to create your own silent retreat in the middle of a busy life, let me know that too. And that's our show this week. Thank you for listening, and thank you for letting me share this personal experience with you. I don't always do that because this podcast isn't about me, but the lessons I learned in those four days seemed like something worth sharing. Uh, I'll be incorporating much more intentional silence into my life going forward. I don't, I don't want to lose the balance that I created. That's the thing about chakra work, right? It doesn't really end. There's not a, a checklist to complete and then you're done growing as a human being. You know, we get to have the joy of continuing the journey until we take our last breath in this body. Uh, I can I can post some photos of the trip on Instagram and Facebook, so you can check those out if you like. Be sure to follow me there at Your Chakra Coach. That's also where you'll find the information 
for any new full moon meditations and also for the free uh, chakra check-in calls. Oh, and this month we've welcomed several new members to the Patreon page. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support there. It really means so much. Uh, If you get value from this podcast and would like to contribute to keeping it up and running, as well as get those extra videos and meditations, you can join the Patreon page anytime. Until next week, have a lovely day with a moment or two of silence in it. Bye.